and welcome to episode 41 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, the Hawks continue to win games. They go 3-0 on the week. They have a seven-game winning streak, which is tied for their longest of the season. And yeah, we'll just uh, get right into the games as they played three this week. Um, all three at home against Sacramento, Boston, and the Los Angeles Lakers. They go 3-0. They win two of them pretty decisively in the last game against the Lakers on Sunday. Pretty close game, a come-from-behind win for the Hawks, but they end up pulling away and actually covering the spread with a little backdoor cover. So congratulations if you had the Hawks on Sunday. But we will start off with the first game of the week on Wednesday against the Sacramento Kings. A um, little context going into this game. The Hawks were pretty big favorites um, in this one, 11 and a half is what I saw right before tip-off, so very large spread for the Hawks as they are obviously just a better team than Sacramento, but they also have a rest advantage over them. The Hawks are coming off double-off days, and the, the Kings played the day before against the Celtics, and they got absolutely housed by Boston. They lost by, I think, like 50-something points. So coming off of a bad loss for the Kings, and um, you know on a back to, second day of a back-to-back, and the Hawks... Having double rest and being at home and just being better, that leads to the spread being so large, as well as 11.5. And And it looked like that spread could be dead on arrival to start this game because the Hawks trailed by 12 to end the first quarter and trailed by as many as 14 in the first quarter. They got outscored 33-21. to Um, Davian Mitchell was cooking for the Kings early. He was a big part of um, the early run that they had. Um, but the Hawks just weren't very good on defense in this first quarter. The offense wasn't great either, and yeah, you can just kind of tell with that 33-21 to 21 start against a game where you're favored to win by 11.5 and, and you're down by 12 to start. It's pretty rough, but um, the main one of the main headlines coming into this game was that this was the first time all season that the Hawks had their full roster available. That means they had nobody on the injury report, um, so they end up having to make sure you've Cooper inactive for this game because... They only have 15 people on the roster. They were completely filled out for this one. And uh, it's the first time all year that's happened, which is pretty wild. Um, the reason that it became to be the first game where they had everybody back is Bogdan Bogdanovich coming back from his knee injury, and he looked pretty fantastic coming off the bench in this game. Um, he was on a little bit of a minutes restriction, but we'll get into him in just a second. We'll talk about the second quarter. But, yeah, the first quarter, pretty messy offensively and defensively, but things turned around very shortly after, as um, the second quarter came and the Hawks absolutely dominated the Kings. They won the quarter 46-17. to That's a 29-point um, differential for the Hawks in that one. They, that was like their highest in 30 years, I believe, since 1994. This is the last time they won a quarter by that much. Um, highest, quarter, highest scoring quarter of the season. And a huge part of it was the bench. The bench was absolutely terrific in the second quarter. Um, pulling up their numbers for the second quarter, it's pretty insane. Um, you know, like I said, Bogdan Bogdanovich came off the bench in this game. He was great, but it wasn't just him on the bench that was providing a lot of juice for the Hawks in the second quarter. Like I said, Bogey in the second came into the game. He had 13 points in the second quarter. That's great. Lou Williams had five. Uh, made all of his threes. Anyeka Kongu had eight. Daniel Gallinari had five. So he was good. And they played a lot of the minutes in the 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 second. God, couldn't get that out there. 
But yeah, the second unit played a majority of the time, about eight minutes of the second quarter, um, and because just the results were so good for them that you really didn't have to rush the starters back in. Starters only played about four minutes in the second quarter, and because they didn't have to, the Hawks were terrific in the second quarter. They shot 70% from the field, 71 actually, in the second. Um, 60% from three, which is fantastic. They scored 29 point, or 46 points, plus minus was 29, like I said. They had 10 assists. They had 15 rebounds. Uh, they made all they made six out of their seven free throws, just pretty much a perfect offensive quarter. And when you look at the Kings in the second, it's pretty dreadful. Um, they only scored 17 points, which is bad. They shot 28.6% from the field and 30.8% uh, from three. And, um, yeah, they just couldn't really buy a bucket. Like I said, um, Davian Mitchell really cooled off in the second. He wasn't very good. Tyrese Halliburton had zero points in the second, which is pretty funny because he played every minute of the second quarter. Zero points and a negative 29 plus minus because he played every minute. That's pretty brutal for Tyrese Halliburton, who's actually a very solid player. Um, but yeah, just a, pretty much the ball game was decided in the second. Like it, The Hawks were up 17 at the half after being down by as many as 14 in the second quarter, um, which is just pretty wild to say, but you know, the, the Kings kind of threatened here and there. They got the lead down to like around like 13, I believe, was the lowest. But really nothing like too scary for the Hawks in this one. Um, like I said, the bench was terrific. They set a season high in bench points with 70. And uh, just to provide a little context of how crazy that really is, um, their season high previously was only 41. So they beat that by 29 points, 70 bench points, which is just nuts. Um, that's a lot of credit to Bogdanovich, Lou, uh, Gallinari, Akangu. They were all terrific in this game. And we'll get into the full-blown numbers in this one. Um, we'll start off with the bench because they were terrific. Bogey had 18, Akangu had 18, Lou had 15. Um, they were all fantastic. Like I said, Gallinari only had seven, but um, I still think he was like fine in this game. He had he had nine rebounds, which is pretty good for him. Um he was with that second unit, so, you know, the team was doing good when he was on the court. Uh, DeLon Wright had 12 points this game off the bench. He was very good, I think. He keep, continues to be just super solid this year as backup point guard. And uh, now we'll move on to the starters, who really didn't um, do a, a ton. Only starter in double figures was Trey, was 17. And honestly, he was, like, not his best in this game, but he still had 17 and 10, which is fine. Um, 7 of 18 from the field, which isn't great for him. 3 of 8 from 3, which just that's fine. Um, but, you know, a few turnovers for Trey that he usually doesn't make. He had four of them in the game. Um, just not his sharpest game, but he didn't need to because the bench was so good. He was the only starter in double figures because they, they only played, like, Trey and John Collins only played 24 minutes, um, about 25 actually. But, you know, DeLon Wright led the team in minutes in this game with 28. So the starters didn't have to play a ton. DeAndre Hunter only played 17 minutes. So got a little breather for the starters, which is very important, I think. Um you know, when you have a game like this where you don't have to burn out your, your main guys, I think that's a that's a huge win on top of the actual win that you got on the floor. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on to the second game this week against Boston at home. And uh, this game was pretty close throughout up until the fourth quarter when the Hawks just kind of blew the doors off of Boston. Um, they outscored them in the fourth quarter 28-15 to 15, after getting outscored in the third quarter 30-18. to 18. They actually had a pretty big lead in, into the half. They led by 15 at halftime, and Boston came back, cut that lead all the way down 
um, to just two points to end the third quarter, but the Hawks turned it right back up in the fourth. Boston's offense went absolutely freezing cold um, for like the last really five minutes of like, or really like the last seven minutes of the game actually, because they end up pulling the plug on this game with about two three minutes left, which is pretty crazy to say because they um, like this game was tied at one point in the fourth quarter, um, or at least it was, it was either tied or a one point game which is just pretty wild that that ended up happening. But they couldn't buy a bucket late in this game. Um, and the Hawks, they just kept on chipping away and um, taking advantage of the mistakes Boss was making on offense. But um, yeah, I'm trying to pull up what the score was and when things were very tight in this game. Um, the Hawks had a 85-84 to 84 lead. That is the closest that it got in this game. And that was with, let's see, 8 minutes and 20 seconds left. Boston didn't score another point until 618 or 644, and then they didn't score again until, oh my god, they did not score again <laughs> until 235. So they went about, let's see, like five minutes without a point, and that was really their dagger. They didn't score another point until they had pulled their starters off the floor and brought on the complete third unit, which is just wild. The Offense for Boston just went completely stagnant, and that's a pretty crazy thing to say when they have guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on their team, who are two very good offensive players and actually had like pretty solid games up into up until that point. But credit to the Hawks, the defense was very good in the fourth quarter, um, but a lot of it was just Boston being kind of incompetent, which um, you know, like some, like sometimes you need that, <laughs> and um, that can be the difference in the game. And I think the Hawks win this game, even if like they do score a little bit, but. It ended up being a 16-point win for Atlanta, 108 to 92, a very solid win. the The Celtics aren't great this year, but they're definitely like a probably like a, I guess like an average team, middle of the pack team this year. But they still have a lot of talent. Like I said, they got Jason Tatum, they have Jalen Brown, they have Grant Williams, they have some good players, Romeo Langford, a lot of young talent <clears throat> on their team. Like I said, Tatum and Brown, they had 26 and 20 apiece. They were like had some pretty solid offensive games. Um, but, like, the fourth quarter, man, that was just pretty bizarre to see how bad their offense got down the stretch. But I'll uh, move on to the Hawks players. Trey had 21 in this game, um, nine rebounds and six assists, almost a 10-rebound game from Trey, which is pretty rare. Um, but, yeah, nice game for him. Plus, minus was 11. Um, didn't shoot great from the field at all or from three, but still made um, a solid impact for the offense. Back-to-back um, -back kind of rough shooting games for Trey, but didn't really end up mattering. Um, John Collins was very good in this game, 21 points on 8 of 13 shooting, which will take that all the time from John. He had 9 rebounds also and 4 blocks, which is great. Um, moving on here, Daniel Gallinari, 14 off the bench. Bogey had 19 off the bench too. I thought he was fantastic again, back-to-back -back games coming off the bench. Um, Hunter had 9 points. He didn't shoot the ball very well, but you know he played great defense in this game, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, Lou had 8 off the bench. Okongwu only had 2. Um, only got two shots up in this game. He only played 16 minutes, but you know he's still working his way through things. He's not going to be like have the insane games like he did against Sacramento um, every single game. But he had another really good game. This next one against the Lakers, we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, just a solid game for the Hawks. Um, they had the rough third quarter, but other than that, they played very very well in this game and got a pretty breezy victory in the box score, even though it was closer than the 16 point differential might indicate. So now we will move on to the final game of the week, and uh, this was kind of a weird one. It was a Sunday game at 1 o'clock against the Lakers. 
which is just kind of weird. But the Hawks got the win, 129-121. to one, to 121. Um, They actually trailed by 11 points three separate times in this game. Um, this game was really back and forth, 16 lead changes and nine times that it was tied up, which is quite a bit. Um, the Hawks actually won the, f- the first quarter in this game, um, a very high-scoring first quarter. And um, I'll say this right now, the Hawks' offense was not great, or the Hawks' defense, rather, was not great in this game. I think the offense was very good, but they gave up 30 points in three of the, f- in three of the four quarters. But in the fourth quarter, they came to play, only gave up 20, and they scored 38, an 18-point quarter to give them an eight-point lead after they trailed by 10 to to end the third quarter. So just a huge fourth quarter from the Hawks, which it's a, it's like night and day from early in the year because usually in these kind of games, the fourth quarter, they would just fall apart or just second half, really. But, you know, looking at the box scores of these past two games against the Celtics and the Lakers, they came alive in the, in the fourth quarter, um, which I thought that they, they, that's a very good sign for a team that really struggled in that department. Um little context for this game, though. LeBron James wasn't playing for the Lakers. He was out. He missed his third game in a row, so that is a huge thing. Um, obviously, Lakers' best player was out for this one. Hawks were fully healthy once again. Um, Trey Young had a really, really good bounce-back game after pretty two shaky shooting performances, but he was awesome in this one. Um, 36 points on 12 of 22 shooting. That's 55%. And 4 of 10 from 3, which is 40%, which you'll take that every day. He had 12 assists. He had 5 rebounds. He was terrific in this game. Um, John Collins had 20 points. He was the spark plug early in this game. He scored 10 of the first 18 points for Atlanta to start it out. So he really kept them afloat in the first quarter. But he shot 10 of 13, which is really good for John as a very um very high percentage shooter that he is, he makes a lot of his shots. One of the higher field goal percentages in the entire league. Um, Kevin Herter had zero points in this, or or five points rather in this game. Um, he wasn't Kevin Herter all caps, but he still had a solid game. Didn't take that many shots, but he was still pretty good. I thought Clint Capella had a good game, 15 points, nine rebounds, um, six of eight shooting. He was good. And then Anyeka Kongwu coming off the bench was terrific. Um, 16 points. Five rebounds um, on eight of nine shooting, which is, you love to see that. Very, very high um, efficiency for a Kongwu on a good amount of attempts, too. He was great. Um, Bogey had 10 coming off the bench. He was solid again. Um, you know, the bench wasn't really, like, uh, carrying them like it had been previously this week, except for really a Kongwu. Starters really had to step up. You saw that with Collins and Trey having really good games. But, you know, Trey had hit big shots down the stretch. He had this one crazy shot that was, um, looking back on, I guess, was the dagger in this game. Um, but it was a real, like, bounce-around three-pointer that just found a way in. Kind of rimmed out, then hit the backboard, then fell in, and that was a huge bucket. Put the Hawks up by four with about a minute left. Um, yeah, just a pretty huge win. The Lakers, obviously, not at full strength, and they're not having a good year at all either. But still, still a lot of talent on this team. Anthony Davis was back for them. He's been playing their past few games. He played pretty well. Um, they still got a lot of talented guys. Malik Monk had 33 points in this game. as He torched the Hawks earlier this year, and he did it again in this game. He's played very well against the Hawks this year, and he's pretty he's having a good year on the whole in his first year in Los Angeles. Um, but, yeah, the uh, yeah seven games in a row. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice win streak. And, um, yeah, we'll wrap the episode up with looking ahead at the schedule for this week to see – how far they can extend this thing and how likely it is. Um, you know, the Hawks are one of the hottest teams in basketball right now. I know that they played the Suns this week, who actually have 
the uh, biggest win streak in the NBA. They've won nine in a row, I believe, but that is on Thursday. Um, first game this week is tonight on Monday against the Raptors. Uh, Raptors are 24 and 23. They're currently in the play-in tournament. So they are a pretty solid team this year, just over 500, but I still would take the Hawks in this one. I think the Hawks are better, um, quite frankly. Um, but definitely not a pushover team at all. It's a home game for Atlanta, so I think um, I think the Hawks are going to win this game. But, um, yeah, Toronto is not a pushover team at all. But we'll move on to Thursday night's game, which is a big one against the Phoenix Suns, best record in the NBA. Like I said, they won nine games in a row. You know, if the Hawks can beat the Raptors and go into this Suns game on an eight-game winning streak, that would be something. If they could pull that one out too, they would be just absolutely engulfed in flames at that point if they beat the Raptors and the Suns. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to be a fun game for sure. And then they got back-to-back road games on Friday and Sunday in Toronto against the Raptors and then on the road against Dallas on Sunday, who is a very good team this year. They're playing very well behind Luka Doncic. So four games this week. And they're all pretty tough, I'd say. I mean, you know, the Raptors games, you you think you would think the Hawks have a good chance of winning, at least splitting that, or at least, or maybe even winning both. But the the Suns and the Mavericks are both very good this year. The Mavericks game is on the road. Suns game is at home, but they are the best team in the NBA this year. So it's definitely going to be a tough one. Um, but I'm looking forward to. it. I think it's exciting. Um, it's going to be a good measuring stick for the Hawks, I think. You know, they've been on this nice win streak. They played some good teams along the way, but if they can beat the Raptors and head in play to play Phoenix on Thursday with an eight-game winning streak, there's going to be some real buzz around that game. So I really hope that that happens. Get the win tonight, go into Phoenix as a big-time showdown. Maybe they'll even have their win streak intact as well. So um, we'll talk to you about that next week. Hopefully this win streak is still going, or at least they go 3-1 and one on the week. Um, but, yeah. If you made it this far listening, I really appreciate it, and I will see you in the next one.